Previously on Critically Stupid. I'm going to be so late to work. Okay. <laughs> Not really. I'm salaried. They don't give a fuck. Um, all right. Smash cut. Hey, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Critically Stupid. And I am here to uh, review what, what happened last time, just to get everybody caught up. Uh, so we found ourselves at the City of the Dead. We encountered uh, Ambrose Ever Everdon, uh, who who was this old knight, I guess. Uh, so so we found ourselves in the mausoleum, and and Tess found a a key, and it was not a typical key. It, it was very strange. It had um, strange runes on it and windmills. I I'm not. I'm not sure what what the key what the key goes to. Hopefully, hopefully we'll find out. But but while we were there, Havelin and his merry band of dark dwarves showed up and and attacked us. We thought that we might be in a little bit of trouble, but our good friends Peter and Clarence showed up to remind us all about the flavor. I guess if you're going to be a dead cannibal. It kind of makes sense to hang out at, at the City of the Dead. I don't necessarily care for the cannibalism aspect myself, but certainly we do appreciate Peter and Clarence helping us out. And, and we were able to, to take out the dwarves. And, and I shot Havlin in the leg because he tried to run off like, like a coward. He starts a fight with us and then he just tries to, to run. That's that's not acceptable. So I, I just shot him in the leg. And Tess and, and Gareth... Um, kind of threatened him, threatened him, uh, said, said that we wouldn't hurt him as long as, as he was, you know, forthcoming and honest with us, at which time he shared that uh, Sylvie, our our good friend Sylvie, who's who's been an issue for us truly ever since we got Troll Skull, uh, had, had been just, just drunk with power since the Star Song incident. For those that don't remember, Devil Star Song was the captain that I kind of miss. A little bit in love with him, I think. Anyway, he gave us this information. Havilland, that is very helpful. And and we kept our word that we would not hurt Havilland. We did not promise that Peter and Clarence would not hurt Havilland. So I think that they had they had a date night and Havilland was invited for dinner. Anyway, enjoy the episode. I love that Jess said I got gardening overalls because I love gardening. And to get to like to meet that at the same level, Diana <laughs> said, I need to pay somebody to lot to garden for me. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No, it's fine. You could get a goat um and it could trim your grass for you. And that well, would be no, okay. So I do have somebody or cow. So I have somebody come in to mow the lawn because that was getting out of hand. Um, Is that person so, a cow? But, you, could yeah. get them you get them to move the lawn. lawn. You know what? Stop. Stop. That's it. That's We're done. Kiss.
What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play comedy podcast, Critically Stupid. I am Alexander James. I'm the host. I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm the wine aficionado. You can ask me all about uh, those grapey boys, and I'll tell you that they smell like grapefruit and taste like grass, because that's what good wine smells and tastes like. My favorite part of last episode was the cold open that I started building with Diana when I asked her how many people were in this grave robbing, and she... Yeah super casually said 32 and i had to yes and that which was great for me that was amazing uh anthony you go next please um i'm anthony i play arnold the bard and that was literally the only thing i remembered from last time and what i had locked and loaded to say not fair at all don't appreciate <laughs> yeah. that i'm gonna just say i did ditto what you said because that was the best thing that happened in that episode and also yeah like i said only thing i remember because it was forever ago alex because of you so this is your fault so 100%. Um, Couldn't agree more. I'm going to say uh, Diana. Uh, hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have the wolf pup, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. He is immortal and invincible, and I love him. Um, My favorite part of last episode that I also don't even, like, I don't remember them when they happened the week before, but now because of Alex, the DM, having, like, a fucking life or whatever, it's been, like, two weeks, and now I extra don't remember. I do remember the 32 people thing, which was fun for me, because I don't know, it's just fun for me to annoy you sometimes, bestie. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I did also really enjoy um, Gary and uh, reassuring that Havilland that we would not harm <laughs> him. It's a crucial detail. Who's going next, Bessie? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Tess. Hi, my name is Tess. I play Tess. Yeah, that's what I said. What I said. Um, I am a druid. My favorite part of last episode was that there were 32 grave robbers, but Gary said there was. The, pro the reason they were fighting is there's only 31 graves. <laughs> that was such a good joke. Musical graves. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> That's my new thanks, Obama. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Alex. Boy, if I had a dollar yeah. for every time I was compared to former President Barack Obama, it would truly shock and awe you. You have zero dollars. One dollar. <laughs> well, one now. <laughs> But it would be inflationed, so it's probably like one trillion dollars. And still, anyway, Carrion. Uh, hello, my name is Charlemagne DeFranco, the Duke of Nuts, and also the president of the Alex Hate Fan Club. Uh, we are fans of Alex Hate, <laughs> and I play Gareth the Rogue. My favorite part of last episode was uh when i leapt out of the window into the clutches <laughs> of a man with yo-yo knives and immediately went those people are crazy man <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot my actually my backup favorite part was when uh the man with yo-yo knives eventually perished and gary gareth picked up the knives i was like arnold look how cool these are and immediately cut himself on them oh yeah <laughs> solid Okay. We had a good episode last episode. I'm just remembering it now. Uh, I'm a proud member of the things Alex hates fan club. There's a lot of people on the Alex hate fan club. It's not things Alex hates. It's we hate Alex. Things that hate Alex? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Things or people that hate Alex. I'm part of things that hate Alex. Um, I yeah. like Alex, but things, I, I'm a fan of the things that hate Alex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's the number <laughs> one thing that hates Alex? 
Um, Garion? No. Nope. I was going to say, I, whatever, I think it's Garion. Whatever Garion <laughs> thought of immediately is the answer. Please tell me now. Thank you. Say it. Uh, I was going to say the wife. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Fair enough. Let's get but, let's get uh, her in here. Let's get her opinion. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's see how she really feels. <laughs> okay, we are uh, we are going to open on a dark and stormy night. It is the northern part of Waterdeep in the fancier ward where the houses are tall and laid back from the roads with patches of wide, overgrown grass that they're growing on purpose for the eco- for the ecology and the overall environment of the city. There are um, women. And it's men. definitely not because they just aren't tending to their lawn. Or there anything. are people in overalls having hot gnome summers, Ugh. weaving oh, vines man. and bits of greenery and flowers, and trucking through the northern end of Waterdeep along one of these lanes in a quiet wheelbarrow attached to a donkey. Is a wheelbarrow attached to a donkey? Wait, so are they in Yeah, the I'm picturing this. I'm so confused. Stop. So stop, you said stop, they're stop, traveling stop. in stop. the wheelbarrow and there's Wait, a donkey, yeah, donkey pushing the wheelbarrow? No, no. I'm, I'm scrolling no, no, that whole pulling. fucking thing. He's I'm pulling it. No, I like thing. it. <laughs> like he's pulling it, but I'm trying to figure out in my head how that would work because it's a yeah, wheelbarrow. Yeah, I know. So he can't really, it's not going to work. It's it, Everything's going to topple. Listen. <laughs> Here's what it I is. put gin in my Starbucks refresher. That's refreshing. Oh, in the yeah. wild hills north of Waterdeep on a hot summer's day is. What happened to the dark and stormy? <laughs> it's a hot summer's day now. This is the only oh, okay. opening that's staying in the show, Jess. Oh, so okay. if you could just cool the fuck out, that'd be great. <laughs> so no. the thunderstorm's over. There is no thunderstorm. It never was. But is there was a wheelbarrow safe. Uh, that was my second question. Did the donkey find shelter before the thunderstorm hit? Or dear audio only listener, I'm going to kill myself. Hey, that's my (laughs) shtick. Hey, only one person is allowed to kill themselves, and it's me, Gary. It's Diana. Yes, in the wild hills north of Waterdeep on a hot (laughs) summer day. Darian, kill yourself. (laughs) In the wild hills north of Waterdeep on a hot summer's day, there is a paid assassination gone horribly wrong. I would like you fire guns. (laughs) I would like you please to tell me why there are two assailants running after somebody. So they are they're they're part of a like an assassin's guild, right? Mm-hmm. Official, which doesn't do, it doesn't mean that they're like much better. It just means that they're much more pretentious. Uh, and so they're like, even if they're like completely disguised or whatever, they're like no witnesses, no matter what. So this carriage is going, and then the driver is like, hey, I gotta pee, sorry. So the carriage stops. He gets out. The two assailants hop in the car, kill and murder the people inside. Just mm-hmm. real smooth and efficient, like uh, kill and murder. Yes, one kills <laughs> the one guy, and the other guy murders the second. Thank you. For um, Thank you for clarifying. Of course. And then the driver comes back. He's like, "Oh, oh my God, no!" Oh. And then uh, the assassins are like, "Ah, fuck our code, dude. We got. Oh, we got to kill him now too." Murder, death, kill. Oh God. Uh, okay. And then, Hang on. And I'm gonna the... I'm gonna jump in right there, actually, Gary, because. Okay. 
Now it's time for uh, Jess to tell me what what are these two assassins using as their murder weapons on this night of their of their employment? Uh, kill and murder weapons. I'm sorry. Kill, kill and, and murder, murder weapons. weapons. Thank you so much. So the kill weapon is the handle of a wheelbarrow. <laughs> and the murder weapon is the rib of a donkey. <laughs> I got to keep that stupid fucking intro now because of you idiots. You realize that? Like, I could have cut it clean and start over. But now I got to keep the whole thing in for context. And now I look like an asshole. That's 100% why we did it, bestie. Donkey hole. Fine. Um, look at yeah. the good news. Now you get to keep that angry rant in as well. And it'll be a nice, like, solid TikTok. You got it, boys. Content. Yes. One is one is holding the handle of a wheelbarrow. What is the other one using? And the other one is uh, yeah, whatever whatever Garyan said, the rib of a donkey. Okay, so one is holding a wheelbarrow handle, splintered at the end and bloody at the other, and one is That's holding the, kill weapon. the rib of a donkey, yeah. the murder weapon being the rib yeah. of a donkey that has Does been the sharpened donkey to a hurt in the storm. Like how big it is. Diana, who knows? Please tell me what happened to the donkey. But I'm sad if I say what happened to the donkey. You know, I actually like to think that the donkey was, um, he was born with like an extra rib. Um, and it was actually causing him a little bit of pain because like mm -hmm. donkeys, you know, and I know it would like rub. And you it was know, just giving him a lot of pain. <laughs> Listen, yes. So, so anyway, he, um, you know, found like somebody else who can communicate with animals via spell. And it was like, oh, you know, I got a lot of pain. So they took him to the fantasy vet. Mm -hmm. And they removed the rib uh, and they put the rib in like the little thing to go to pathology. But somewhere along the way, like a really inefficient, pretty bad vet tech, like new on the job, didn't know what to do with it. They ended up just throwing it away. Mm -hmm. And then I think that these assassins just happened to find it. Okay. Okay. And, like, oh, the rib. and the donkey's fine. He recovered very, very well. He did find shelter from the storm. That's so that's a non-issue. Um, stitched him up, recovered. It was only like two nights in in veterinary ICU, and now he's he's good pulling wheelbarrows, pushing. Anthony, pulling. It's you've pushing. Got, he's pushing. You wanted me to clarify. Got two. You've got two assailants chasing down an innocent bystander whose name is uh, Frank Hanzanetti, and. This guy's only sin is being a carriage driver on the wrong night with the wrong passengers in the back of his fantasy Uber. Yeah. He's never done any other sins. Nothing at all. Literally, he's literally his whole life. Saint. Jesus. He is. Okay. Is like this the second the, comic? The Virgin Mary born without original sin. Frank Hanzanetti <laughs> is touched by grace. And I would like you to tell me what happens to Frank Hanzanetti after he runs away from these banditos. Does he make no it? No longer you? touched by grace, that's for sure. Yeah, I so, want you. I want you to tell me, Anthony. What's so I what's, can tell you what what Frank Hansenetti's fate lies in your hands. Okay, okay. So he, he's he's running he's running away, and they're literally only chasing him because he was there, like wrong time, wrong place. Like that's what Garyan said. That's what Garyan witnessed said. it. Their code. Their code. Okay. No witnesses. You gotta you know clean up all the loose ends. I get it. So he's. So Frank is running like he, 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 you know, he takes a hard right. He's, oh, he's about to lose them. You know, for a fact, this man is going to get away. He's been touched by the grace of the Lord. He's been exercising as best he can every single uh, Sunday afternoon after demons? his church meeting. Yeah, like, oh, he exercises both his demons and his, you know, and real <laughs> demons. He's, 
he is a man of the clock. He knows what's going on. He has done no wrong. He is so he's he's you know he's gonna make it. He's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. on like full of muscle, full of the Lord. The light is with him. He can see it, but in front of him, he is running full steam ahead, and he slips on donkey poop that wouldn't <gasps> have been there had the donkey died that day. <laughs> and he falls and they get him, my friend. They get him and they steal. Wow. They, they 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 take his his family watch um, that has you know the, the, this his family motto on it, which is uh, I, we're perfect and better than everyone else. So of course you all know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, his know. family and, motto is we're perfect and better than anyone else. Of course you know <laughs> that's that. It, that's <laughs> and, they, and but 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 the oh, thing is, it's accurate. Did. They're not humble. They're not. They're, they're great. Is Listen, the thing. if you've been touched by the Lord, you don't have to be humble. That's right. So yeah. So so they get them. They, okay. they get I do them. not consent to be touched by the Lord. Just I was going to say, like, who's Grace and why is she touching people? The two assailants walk back to the carriage with a sharpened donkey rib and the splintered half of a wheelbarrow handle dripping with blood. One of them is holding. Well, at least we got to meet Jesus now. One of them Super is holding funny. a uh, fantasy chronometer in one hand and is trying to shake driblets of blood off it. And he's looking, he's like, ah, oh, man, Frank, you got the fucking, you got the goo on it. I told you to, to watch where you're going with that wheelbarrow handle. And the other guy says, hey, man, hey, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? You're, you're the reason we don't have any, any swords, dipshit. <laughs> now, let's go, we got to get back to the wagon. Come on, hurry up. They're, they're going to see something. They walk to the wagon and they open the door. And they, and they look at the two inhabitants and there's a moment where despite the joking, despite the fantasy chronometer and the wheelbarrow handle and the sharpened donkey rib, it almost seems a little bit sad as they stare at two people on the inside of the cabin. Cabbage? Cabin? Carriage. The inside cabbage. of the carriage. You got it. Cabbage? Did you say cabbage? There's an older inside, inside this cabbage. That has is been it like, you like in Cinderella with like a pumpkin? The it's it like, like that? You know what it is? It's exactly like Cinderella. Instead of a pumpkin, it's a cabbage. The Inside this the Shrek cabbage. Onion. Or the Shrek, the Shrek onion. Also. Shrek onion. It's the Shrek cabbage. Inside the Shrek cabbage is an older Tudor wearing a Tudor's outfit with, you know, like a white cravat and like a black jacket. He's super dead. He's been pinned to the side of the cabbage and is bleeding from multiple stab wounds. But sitting slumped in the seat next to him is an older man with a just shattered face just completely beaten in because the guy with the wheelbarrow handle just doesn't know when to stop he just kind of goes until the screams turn wet Ooh. and these two uh assassins look at this figure and one of them says i'm not uh quite sure how to, how do we how do we tell which one it is and the other guy says ah you fucking ding dong look at his head that's the guy and we pan and turn to see a head of flaming red hair that is slumped across the side of this uh, instructor. Oh, Flume die. No, not Flume. They're always confusing Flume oh. for Rainier. Or it's one of like Rainier's fucking cousins or brothers or whatever because so he's killing everybody. There only seems racism. to be two in this oh, fantasy God, land. Oh, my God. Like, oh, the my God. It's Ed Sheeran. They just... <laughs> My favorite part have, about that. Do you have any comedic, uh, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. You were going to say something. Um, I'm just, my favorite part about that TikTok is going to be Jess's punchline over Diana's ceaseless monologue the entire time. 
I was okay. trying to point out that like they everybody always sees Bloon's hair and assumes it's Rainier Never Ember. So like they must be the only two fucking redheads in all of Waterdeep is what I was getting at. Like otherwise or, who would make that assumption? You guys have only encountered a select group of people in Waterdeep, and I'm intentionally circling back familiar faces so that I don't have to invent an entire city's worth of fucking people. Can you invent an entire city's worth of gingers to make up for the fact that there's only two of them right now? I will work on it. All right, we're going to fade open to you, Ding Dongs. After the events of the City of the Dead in our last episode, what would you guys have done slash where do you want to start today? I've got some events like sort of planned out for this episode roughly, but I'm curious as to what you guys would have done and what other leads you might want to investigate before we get going on that. If you'll remember, you've got Arnold's packet of letters mentioning some correspondence between Lady Yala Gralhund and a Xanathar guild member named Narl. There is Dustin Froon who tried to poison Tess, who just bought a rival tavern somewhere around Trollskull Alley that you could investigate. There is has been several mentions of a goldfish quest, both from Evan and I'm sorry, Evan Stokesworth and Dustin Ego, and then also later by Jess Apostrophe, aka the Black Viper, the best cat burglar in Waterdeep. I don't want to speak with the group, but I kind of want to check out this whole rival tavern because Gareth is very proprietary over his whole money thing. I want to open the packet of letters because we've had it for like 100 months, approximately. So. so Arnold opened the letters last time, and well, maybe a couple episodes ago, and learned that uh, Lady Yalagralhund was communicating directly with the Xanathar Guild um, yeah. about buying land in the uh, Harbor District, which was curious because right. if you might not remember in some of our cases i actually do remember this i don't really remember this like, dalla Gralhund like was also actively sponsoring ursel floxen and he was living in her home ursel floxen pr was proudly a member of the zentarim which is the rival gang faction to the xanathar guild and this is the sort of like bubbling gang war tension so lady yala Gralhund is playing both sides she is bisexual especially during uh. Friday month Oh yeah, I'm oh, all about that. Love that for so, her. so let me clarify. I want to kill her because she annoys me, not because the bisexual thing. That yeah. Don't worry, I'll cut it. Literally out by erasure. If I kill, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But Mel wouldn't know her sexuality unless like she hit on her. So, so anyway, I think I, Mel probably my head is empty. <laughs> Mel probably wouldn't really um, care. I, I think she's maybe a little curious about the goldfish thing because it keeps coming up. But also, uh, I think she would just end up going with where the rest of the, the ding-dongs went since she ends up always having to save them somehow. Arnold, like, looking around, um, can we... Would I see like posters or anything like advertisements for LB back? Like maybe they're having a show. Like, are do they have entertainment there that maybe? Oh would... yeah, no. Uh, you guys have been seeing posters for LB back all over Trollskull Alley for at least a week. Okay, so so I mean, Arnold would just like want to go check out the competition as far as music and see like mm. what if anyone's been trying to steal his music since obviously he's been playing in Trollskull for a while now and people seem to be enjoying it. So why would there? Why would anyone even be consider considering going elsewhere? You okay. just want to steal. Have we made the joke that back is B A C H? 
like Bach, and they only play. Oh, I make that joke music. literally all the time. Anytime anybody says I'll be back to me, I always tell them I'll be Beethoven. Oh, oh, that'd be most. <laughs> okay, uh, at the end of one of the alleys in Troll Skull, very close to Troll Skull Tavern itself, I might add. It's only like three blocks away. There is a dilapidated leaning tavern with a hastily scribbled sign over the top that says "Ale be back in handwritten paint. And there are two windows uh, in the front that have shutters that are crooked and leaning. They're stained a mottled green and white. The door is open and there is the familiar sound of a lute being played on the inside. As you walk in, you are all struck by... The eerie sensation of being not quite home, but not quite somewhere else, because this place is built exactly like Troll Skull Manor. The bar is in exactly the same space. It's smaller and much more cramped. It has a bookstore on one side with three bookshelves and like a little coffee counter that's stained with coffee rings. And at uh, at the far end of the tavern room proper, there is a stage with, um... Oh my God, Arnold, literally a hack on stage. Like somebody with a hook hand is strumming this lute, singing at the top of their lungs, and it sounds horrible. And uh, as you walk in, a disinterested halfling walks up and greets you without looking and says, welcome to I'll be back, what do you want? Oh God. They have the loft that Diana has, the Mel has. You know what's hilarious is there is a hole in the drywall at the upper end of the ceiling where uh, clearly somebody has tried to put the bird's nest and it has fallen off the wall. What encyclopedias uh, do they have up there, though? That's Do they have a cow? Instead of a cow, they have, like, a... Does a goat? I feel like, like, I feel like we stepped into on the it. multiverse. They do can not have a cow. Sit? Can we get four seats at the bar? Yeah, go on, sit down. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But also, Gareth, like, if we ever wanted to expand, maybe we could just, like, take these people out since they're already laid out the same way as ours. Just oh, just throwing could, that out there. We could be like a chain. Yes. That's what I was thinking. So true. You guys belly up You'll have bar. to fix, like, the crow's nest thing, though, because I'm going to need one of those here, too. But I don't oh, know. Lord. Just think about it. Might be kind of cool to have, too. You'll have to run them both, obviously, so you think about it. But. Nobody but me could. You guys belly up to the bar. There is a surly-looking bartender with a scar on his face and a dirty white apron that's smeared like a, almost a gray and green from, like, grease that he, like, wipes across his chest as he walks up to you, and he picks up four plastic cups from beneath him and slams them on the bar and then takes a jug of dusty water and just sort of like sloshes it over the top. This is, welcome to I'll be back. What's up? My name's uh, Baba. What can I get for you? What do you want? How much is the water that you just poured? Oh, water's free, bro. Don't even worry about it. Is his, okay. his name is Baba? Like, Gareth laughs to himself, looks over to Arnold and go like, these guys are never going to make any money. <laughs> no standards here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's Baba. Yeah, B-O-B-B-A. Baba. Baba. That's my name. What are you? Uh, what are you drinking? Aside from water, which is free, by the way. Don't even stress it. There's also uh, entertainment over there. You can hear we've got some of the finest musicians in Waterdeep. And then if you're in the in the literary mood, we've got a library. And I can tell you oh. right now that's somebody that nobody else in this area has. The sort of library, bar, wow. coffee shop, entertainment scenario. I've been ordered to tell you that that is sort of a fresh, unique experience that only we here at I'll be back can offer you. Uh, Alex, how far away from the door are we? Like. 
Um, I think it's like 20, yeah, 15, maybe 20 feet. It's not a very deep bar. Okay, like as he says, uh, best entertainment, like Arnold is just like immediately like shutters and casts um, minor illusion on their sign outside and says, just please go to Troll Skull with an arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I think there's a, you you flick your wrist in this and then a passerby outside who happens to be walking down the street looks up and goes, what the fuck? That sign just changed. That's crazy. Well, okay. Troll Skull, good to know. Um, Gareth is gonna ask for like, like a really hard to make mixed drink, which is. Yeah, can I get the um, Dracula's grandmother's twisted nipple, please? Oh man, of that off the cuff, or did you just have that like queued up? Yeah, I did improv in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, man, of, man of discerning taste. Alright, yeah. Grandmother's Dracula's twisted nipple coming right up. You want that up or on ice? On the uh down, actually. <laughs> yeah, man, you got it, whatever. <laughs> cool. This guy reaches behind him and starts pulling things out of a cupboard and a fridge that's sort of like built into the bar. Gareth, roll me a perception check, please. Perception check, huh? Yeah. Ugh. Twelve. Alright. He starts pulling ingredients that you are pretty sure actually belong in a Dracula's grandmother's twisted nipple. He's grabbing bat wings. He's grabbing grenadine. He's grabbing boiled nipples. nipples. You know what? He grabs a quart container of fresh nipples, and they look they're good. They look they're still wet. So like oh. high, high bar. gives him gives him a few good twists. <laughs> he shakes it all together. He strains it twice. He adds an egg white foam and then a lemon custard on top. And then he blow torches it so that it looks a little bit like burnt skin. And then he slides wow. it over to you. So, Garion, he slides this drink over to you. And much to your, and I'm guessing Arnold's chagrin, it looks pretty good. Um, I would like to place an order. Please? Uh, yeah, what's going on? What can I get for you? I would like sangria, but I would like for it to be served in a bowl. Um, I want the bowl to be yellow. I want the bowl to be sitting on top of another bowl, but that bowl to be full of mac and cheese. Um, As garnish, I would like um, freshly picked lavender. Um, Mm -mm. I would like a single blade of Kentucky bluegrass. Oh yeah, Kentucky bluegrass doesn't grow in this climate. Nice try, trickster. Um, well, that this is your this is you you problem. Um, already right, I'm, well, yeah, I'm enough, unhappy. <laughs> um, um, I, think, I think you get to mac and cheese, Jess, <laughs> when you hear a uh, familiar voice come from the stairs that you now know exist beneath the bar, clearly leading to like a storage cellar or something, that says, "Well, well, 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 well if it isn't my." proprietors and 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 competition and stepping up from the stairs beneath the bar you see the familiar face of dustin Froon. he is wearing an elegant cloak with a golden clasp kind of thrown across his shoulder and rings on every finger he looks like every douchebaggy restaurant owner you've ever seen and he puts both his hands on the bar in front of you and says well i'm the, I'm, I'm glad you could finally make it to the superior establishment um, Mel is going to kind of just look at him because last time she kind of scared him a little bit. That's what she does. Um, she's going to kind of look at him and I assume 
Josh Pat is like there. Too. Josh Pat, Josh Pat is there. Josh Pat doesn't love the way this place smells, not in a menacing way, but it kind of stinks. Yeah, and she's just gonna kind of look around and be like, "This is not competition. This is like the Wish.com version." I was gonna say, like saying, "This is like saying Burger King is competing with McDonald's." Like, sure, technically, I'm, I'm, they're I'm, competing, I'm, I'm, but we're winning. I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with either of those establishments. They must not have anything to do with. Uh, it'll be back the premier library live entertainment bar and coffee shop in Waterdeep. Um, but I'm glad that you all finally s saw your senses and, and came to visit. Uh, is there anything that I can do for you? Or are you just here to spy and steal some of my trade secrets? Uh, have you noticed that this place looks like a lot like our place that, you know, like the, the library thing that hole in the wall that's supposed to be something else like it's that's a, looking that's a, awfully familiar uh, it feels like a little bit like deja mu in here oh you know what you know what jess you know what jess i'm gonna let i'm gonna let that one I'm gonna I know. Let that one go I'm gonna let that one go because of my love for you and what you've done for this show so instead i will say it's 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 funny that you sh should mention it does have a shocking similarity to an establishment in the area. But if you go to City Hall and you check the blueprints, my establishment was named before yours. So t technically, you are the imposters, and I am the original. Well, and then he leans forward and he whispers. He, he whispers. He says, "I got them to change the dates on all of your on all of your blueprints. You're all so you guys are the imposters." He seems really that's proud of himself. Better, we're still doing it better. If you think, would you think that's cool? Rearranging the numbers on the documents. I'm going to rearrange the rib cage, the bones <laughs> in your body. I'm going to rearrange the rib cage. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm going to be so rage honest. The machine song. <laughs> I'm going to be so honest. When I said rearrange, the immediate next words were going to be your guts, and then I realized. <laughs> This is a family <laughs> show, exactly. And then well, also, no, I realized it was going to sound like you're going to fuck this guy. To fuck him, yeah. Maybe he's into that. It's fine. <laughs> that I swear to God. Five months, he might be into it. It's all, all right. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Bestie, give me a perception check, please, while you're standing there with Josh Pat. Oh, by the way, Baba says, uh, hey, do you want a bowl of water for your dog? I, I mean, like, dogs are totally welcome here. We don't even need to see a certificate of, like, animal handling, anything like that. Doesn't have to be a service animal. We love all animals. Cats, dogs, rats, parakeets. Bring them all in. That's you what know, we always say. Even people that don't love animals love Shay Peasy. But uh, no, I think he's good. He said perception, bestie. I did, please. God, I hope they don't have like bees in this tavern. They got a lot of shit in this tavern. There might be bees here. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Oh. oh. 17. Ooh, 17 is quite good. And you I'm not see... even drinking. It's like that ad we did, bestie. Libra That's right. Everybody, Libra's Arcana, Kira Diana of her alcoholism, canonically. Uh, you see Dustin Froon's eyes dart over your left shoulder. And then while he turns back to Gareth to sort of carry on his bravado, you turn and see a familiar face sitting at one of the tables behind you. It is the face of Mikey, one of the half-elves from the Xanathar Guild during your time in the sewers, way back when um, you guys, <clears throat> you guys went into the sewers. That's where you met Tim 
the baby beholder. They're one of the one of the thugs that belongs to Sylvie's gang sect of the Xanathar Guild was named Mikey. He was a half elf. He had platinum blonde uh, shaved head, and he wore he wore mesh tank tops, very similar to what he's wearing now as he sits at the table drinking a mug of what you assume to be ale, and he's reading a comic book. Woodkin. No, he's reading a comic book. Which comic book? It's called Deathless. It's uh, written by Anthony LaFauci and yes. Steve Wildcard. It's fucking fantastic. Beautiful. And if you haven't checked it out, you fucking should. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We were all waiting on it. Absolutely. Um, does he see me? He or does anyone? not. No, he, he takes a big old gr- uh, gulp of his ale and spills a liberal amount on it, of it on his mesh shirt, which is fucking gross, but he doesn't mesh? seem to notice. Oh, yeah, it's a mesh uh, tank top that he's wearing. Oh, what I mean, color? Black. Hot. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it is pride. So I love it. Yeah. Uh, Tess just I, yells across the room. Hey, I, I like your shirt. Say, like, is Tess going to like go hit on him or before? No, Melvin she just likes his dance. shirt. Oh, just... I think he looks at you, Tess, and sort of raises an eyebrow. And then he gives you a nod. Just sort of like a chin jerk. Is he also kind of into it? I'm here for this romance. I mean, that would require an <laughs> insight check from somebody, but he very well might be. That's just waves. She's completely clueless. Fuck yeah. Love it. Um, I think, so when he kind of looked at Ted, did he recognize any of the rest of us? He didn't seem to outwardly. So even though he's like chilling and mm-hmm. just reading a comic book, I, I think that because of the association with Sylvie, that would immediately kind of put Mel um, on on edge and and you know maybe she she's kind of keeping track of surroundings more paying a little bit more attention to how josh pat's reacting mm-hmm. to stuff um and she is going to who's sitting by me it, as far as your party yeah our, i we're in a line right yeah like, so you're i imagine you're sitting next to arnold and tess and then you got gareth gareth at the end who's probably arguing with Dustin Froon about fucking something. So, so Tess wouldn't know this, so I'm going to have to hit yeah, I wouldn't know. Um, and, and just kind of like pull him close to, to say, um, hey, that's that's one of, one of Sylvie's goons. Um, we might just want to, I don't know, get out of here sooner rather than later. I think Tess would lean in and be like, what are we whispering about? I think I we're in danger. No, but we're not, we're not good friends with that guy. No, he's okay. not. One of Arnold's best friends. Okay, he's an Whoa. acquaintance. Got it. That's a big deal. So Gareth, what are, you, what are you talking to Dustin about? Just while this while this whispering conversation is happening. Just like stupid benign shit. I'm like, Kentucky your guys' glasses are inefficiently shaped. Okay, you guys. So you're really dialing down into the micros of running a running an establishment. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Dustin Froon pulls out a beat to shit POS sheet and starts taking you through the food cost. Meanwhile, uh, Diana and Arnold, are you going to approach this guy at the table, or are you going to leave him be for now? Um. So it, it, as much as Mel's a little murdery, she's always not bad. Like, she doesn't look for the altercations. They just sort of happen. Sure. So so really, she, she's just going to stand up and, and say, um, you know what? I've seen enough. We should go. And, and she's going to kind of hope that at this point, 
uh, Gareth knows enough about her to like pick up on the fact that there might be a reason why she's doing that. Okay. Dustin Froon says with a smirk, well, I'm sure you'll be back after all. There's no other establishment in the area that sort of offers our exact brand of live entertainment, literary offerings, food and beverage, and of course, the best music in Waterdeep. And it's at that exact moment where the guy with the hook hand on stage tears his G-string with his thong and his pants fall down. His what? And it flops out. What? His, his, that was whoa, a whoa, wild ride. Let's walk that back and start over. No, no that was perfect. I loved it. Don't change it. It's the G string no, of the loot. The G string of the loot. And then that I understood and was like, okay, that's kind of a funny bit. And then there was a thong. Yeah. And then he tore was... his G string with his thong. How? You threw me off with the thong. And I'm like, whoa. That's, and then you're that's just where like, I uppercut with a big floppy penis that really <laughs> ko for me there <laughs> okay you all leave wait before yeah. we leave can i i wanted to ask i wanted to ask dustin one thing before we leave please because like like because i look at because he says you know like oh with the best entertainment i was like okay okay we get it you stole our, all of our stuff but how did you i just need to know for myself how did you steal the ghosts <laughs> like <laughs> You know what's funny, Arnold, is as you say that, the stool next to you shifts about six inches to the left. And Dustin Froon yeah. raises just his eyebrow. pushing it. <laughs> she, <knows that. laughs> she just nudges it with her foot. <laughs> Dustin Froon says, it's actually pretty easy to get haunted if you know who to piss off the right way. Okay. Honestly, I believe it. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. it. He even stole ghosts. We get it. Let's get out of here. I can't okay. to leave a fantasy Yelp review. I'd like my mac and cheese sangria to go. Please. You know what? Actually, Baba hands you a to-go container of mac and cheese. There's a quart of sangria with orange and lemon slices in it. And he has wrapped in plastic wrap two blades of grass that it looks like he went outside and plucked out of an alleyway. I love it. It's I do actually Kentucky like I, I admire the commitment. Like, like, yeah, they're a rival and they suck, but like this dude seems committed to giving a good does he want a job we maybe will pay him better than he's currently getting paid okay all right and <laughs> lights up what do you say to baba jess baba um well i'm not i just look like gareth and i'm like he, he seems pretty good do we want do we want him can we keep him he, he seems <laughs> he, he seems much more competent than Floon, but he also seems competent enough to realize that we don't pay Floon very well. <laughs> Listen, bro, I'm going to cut right to the chase. If you want me to come work for you, I'm willing to discuss terms. But you're going to have to deal with this guy because he hired me personally and I signed a contract <clears throat> with him. So that one's going to be, you're going to have to deal with that. Okay. Cool, let's contract. make another ghost here. Guys, team huddle. Let's kill <laughs> no, him. We're not going to. Oh, okay, you are on board. Nice. I love it. We have a great pension plan too. Uh, when you get to retirement age, we just fucking kill you. Whoa, whoa, hey! <laughs> I nah. have to wait that long. We, ha we have we have a great uh, we have a great severance package where we severance your head from your body. <laughs> where we sever your body. Okay, let's uh, let's move away. From Cut out all we'll, that. We'll come back to Baba the bartender some other time when I've got the rest of his character fleshed out. 
So you guys have fleshed out. You guys have a key with runes <clears throat> inscribed across the top and the teeth that are formed into the blades of a windmill. My question to you as a party is how do you go about finding who made this key? What resources in the city do you turn to? Really quick, I just want to go back to Jess saying fleshed out with the with the intonation like it was a pun when in reality of the all severing. she really did was just repeat what Alex just said. Oh, I got it. Because we Because of the severing. severing of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the body meat. You missed the joke, Gary. How about okay. that? I'm in the wrong, man. That's on me. <laughs> now um, about about this gosh darn key. Um God, this would be so much easier if I could remember any of the fucking things we've gone well, do, in do we have thing? any books in our library that might be of help? Ooh. Yeah, totally. You've got a small reference section based with, built with, built with books about the city and the tradesmen and the various guilds that operate in the city. You feel like that would be a good start. There are also a number of public libraries in the city that you could reach out to. And there are the tradesmen of your alleyway, of, of which there are several shops and artisans that might be able to point you in the right direction. Well, I'm trying and to I remember. I don't thought... remember all. Oh, there's the odd, the... With the with Sean the gorilla, they might know. There is uh Wicked because Bears and Wilds with Sean where the we gorilla. went to show the stuff that that you thought that we were just gonna sell, and then we'd get the money that we needed. But we made your life hell, and that was fun for me. Um, but anyway, they were able to appraise that. So so I think that I mean they might know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean they recognize the mighty. Uh, what was it? The Mallard Duck. Stupid fucking duck or whatever. Oh, the Mallard of Madness. Mallard, Mallard of Madness. I oh, remember yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. Stupid fucking duck. But I was also <laughs> that was real close, actually. But also Gareth loves Sean the Gorilla, so he, Sean the Gorilla is, is my favorite character, canonically. Right. So walking to the doors of Wicked Wares and Wilds, you see that there is a fresh coat of paint. On the doors, spread from the bottom to the top, it is a beautiful shade of teal trimmed with gold and a brass handle. The sign on the side of the store is still a series of W's, each more decrepit and leaning than the last. Wicked is in bright brass letters. Wears is slightly more peeled, and you can tell is painted wood. And then Wiles is basically <clears throat> paper straws that somebody has twisted into being a word. Are they but, all in different fonts, like Live, Laugh, Love? They are in different fonts. Yeah, Wicked is in big bubble letters, like a big happy from a happy birthday. And then Wares and Wiles are in two separate fonts. You open the door to see Tess. Pick a number, one through three. Three. You see a gnome shoot up onto a stool. He's got a close-cropped brown beard and a dope red hat cocked jauntily askew on his head and he says welcome to wicked wares and wiles where we weasel our way through wimbledon and other wascally wapscallions my name is daniel what can i do for you arnold starts clapping immediately like that was, that was <laughs> wonderfully done thank you Wonderful. i've worked on it I like for that. a long time what can i do for you uh, hello, Daniel. We have a, a thing that we're trying to... Uh, we don't know what it is. 
we found something <laughs> and we thought that you might be able to help us figure out exactly what it is because we're just not sure and you guys seem to know a lot about you know wicked wares and wiles um there is a counter in front of this gnome it's littered with books and tomes there's a couple of inscriptions uh carved into the countertop in front of them various candles that look relatively important and without a second thought daniel backhands every piece of it off the desk with a grand flourish and slaps the countertop and says put it right here i've never been more excited to look at something please i'm literally desperate yeah, we put he reaches into in his clean. he reaches into his shirt and pulls out a thick uh, pair of horn rimmed glasses and sets them on the bridge of his nose and then pushes them all the way to the end of his nose so that he can look over them at you. Uh, Tess, real, Tess real is wearing quick, it as uh, a necklace. She is like just like on the just on the side as he's like doing his flourish or whatever. She just wants to nudge Tess and, and say, "Do not eat anything in here." What if I want to eat the gnome? Don't eat the gnome. But I'm having a hot gnome summer. And why she would wants him ro rotisserie. I want him roasted. Yeah, it's like a hot dog summer. <laughs> okay, Tess, you are wearing Weird. this key like a Don't like a them. necklace. Yeah, because I have a tendency to lose things, uh, especially sure. keys. So I I'm wearing it as a necklace, and I I braid it out of grass. Um, and I didn't even fucking eat it. It's a snack. It's like a candy necklace to me. Um. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I have it here, um, but it's attached to me. So I like place my, as I didn't make a clasp to kind of like place my neck awkwardly on the table. I like to think that you wove this necklace while wearing it and then realized you <laughs> yeah. couldn't get it off. Yeah, yeah. She's like, um, I, I made it so I couldn't lose it. So like, here you go. Okay. You plunk this on the table. Daniel the gnome peers through his thick Coke bottle horn rimmed glasses and makes a series of muttering sounds to himself. Mm, yes. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. He reaches beneath the countertop and pulls out a book and starts flipping through it. And Gareth and Arnold, you immediately recognize this book as the Waterdeep Yellow Pages. This is not an arcane tome. Uh, it's not. Yes, please. Why, why would I recognize that? Because you've seen the book on doorsteps as you walk through the city. Ah. This is not an arcane tome. This is not a library book that he has borrowed to help him reference things. He's pulling out the fucking Google search book and he's flipping through it. And while he's doing that, he's sort of babbling to you, Tess, and making excuses. Oh yeah, so uh, what this is, this is um, it, it's curious, these markings. It's the, uh, the runes, it's always, you gotta look at the runes that are, um, yes, I think that this magnificent piece of artisan craftsmanship was made by the famous key maker, Lena Ulmar. Lena Ulmar. That is what my intuition and knowledge is telling me. It's it was made by someone named Okay. Okay. Um guys, apparently it was made by someone named Lean Over. I don't know if that's like a place or a person. Um right, I can trust you, right? Do you know what you're you know what you're doing? You have all these books, you have glasses. I think he knows what where, he's doing. Where, where, where can we find uh, Lena Umar? Daniel? Lena's shop is in the Trades Ward. It is on Fire Swept Way, right at the intersection of Alabama Junction, just as it turns south onto Sword Street. Did Mel also no, see? Sorry, that it was sorry. Just, just as it turns north onto Sword Street. Sorry. So can Arnold? Because Arnold would recognize what's going on. He knows it's a phone book. Because so. Can can you just say like, oh, is that is that the only key maker in the area 
uh, Mr. Daniel, or are there others? There are a number of key makers in the great grand city of Splendor's Waterdeep. However, there is only one who infuses their work with runes and enchantments. Okay. And then he takes it. He takes his glass. He takes his glasses off. And Arnold, you see a little bit of the facade drop from his face. And he says, "It's really cool, though. I saw one of these. I saw one of these keys as a party, and it opened a door. And behind the door was a room of beer. And I don't even mean in kegs. It was a room of liquid beer, as opposed to solid beer. Yeah, ding dong, as opposed to solid beer. You have solid beer in your shop." Because that sounds interesting, like a lollipop of beer. I do have a oh. I do have a flagon of everlasting frozen beer in the back. Are you interested? I am. Do you have in powder form? Because sometimes I just want to snort my beer. It? Your beer. I've got a different kind of powder in the back, and that's the sort of separate. Yeah? Uh, separate oh, flour. Separate transaction. Or baker, we get it. I'm okay. real intrigued. Or a baker. It's yeah. called yeah. Daniel fucking okay. It's fun dip. <laughs> I'm here for that. Okay, so you have a name and you have an address. Lena Ulmar uh, and her, or I'm sorry, their shop is in the trades ward. Is that what he was getting from the phone book? Like, can Mel see that, that it's a phone book? Can she? Yeah, see straight up, he just, go- he he just Googled it. He every- went to Keysmiths and then picked the top entry. That's wouldn't know that it's a phone book. My boy, or, Daniel, the gnome. Act- is smart. she actually, like, for real, the only one who imbues magic into it or... Well, this is something that I can tell a character who can read. So I'll tell Arnold instead. Arnold, underneath Lena's name, you see a number of other entries underneath, like Keysmiths. But okay. Lena's name has the most uh, symbols or sigils next to it. You assume it to mean like the number of services that they offer at the shop. Okay. She, um, they have it's got like, like a bunch of emojis after her name. Yeah, or... it's got like a poo emoji and then like a thumbs up emoji and then an eggplant and then water droplets. And then everybody else only oh. has the poo emoji. So clearly this uh. is a shop of renown. Uh, before we actually go into the shop, can I request a pee break? Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll, we'll come back and, fi- and finish it. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another fabulous episode stupid thank you for making it to the mid roll you're halfway there probably i don't know when this is going to fall in the episode but roughly roughly halfway uh welcome to the announcements portion of the show give me just a couple of seconds of your time i'll have you right back into the good stuff for legal purposes i barrister alexander james am required to tell you legally that we are playing Waterdeep, dragon heist and official dungeons and dragons licensed module written by chris perkins scott fitzgerald gray kim mohan and michelle carter if you or any of your Beer drinking homies, your whisking swilling thugs, your wine snobbery imbibing book club would like to get into D&D. I highly recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the alcohol-based accessories they've got for you there. They've got coasters that open up a portal and suck your beverage in so that you're left with nothing. They've got coffee tables that are made from real coffee that uh, look pretty but are devilishly difficult to drink. And of course, they've got Beer kegs that are the size of town halls. They're massive. They have to they have to wheel them in on a barge like King Kong. I don't know how they wheel barges, but they figured out, and it's cool. dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the cool stuff they've got for you there. If you would like to end up as a character on our show, you might have heard some of the names coming through the, the episode so far. If you want to be one of those cool meat puppets, you can tweet us, tag us in a post on TikTok or Instagram. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of the most recent episode. Let us know if there's anything we can do to make it better for you. We're always listening. We're always hungry for that feedback. 
but you can end up as a character in the show. Characters like Lena Umar. Lena is at Lena Hopes. I'll put the tag across the screen here for the YouTube uh, viewers. Lena has been doing an amazing job tweeting at the show and letting everybody know that they're uh, catching up on the episode. So, Lena, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed your key master. I think they might come back because it's a pretty handy character for me to have in my back pocket. But, yeah, Lena, uh, Lena Omar at Lena Hopes on Twitter. Thank you so much for tweeting at the show, and I hope you enjoy as always, we're doing that big YouTube subscription push, trying to get to that magical number of 1,000 subscribers. As of recording, we just crossed 400, so we're doing good work. You guys are doing awesome. If you could tell somebody who you think might like the show about us, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, I would sincerely appreciate it if you could, if you could recommend the channel to a friend who you think might like our sort of like best friends improvised D&D-based humor. I would also appreciate that. Anything you can do to get us bumped up in the algorithm and put in front of new listeners who might like us, who might jo join the show, we would, I mean, we, we would, you would have our undying gratitude for it, honestly. That cannot be overstated. All right, I think that's all I got. Keep it real short for you today. You enjoy the episode. You're about to hear the dulcet tones of a delightful Libris Arcana ad, so keep your ears peeled, and I'll catch you on the flip side, all right? I love you, and you take it squeezy out there. Hey, everybody. I'm the Libris Arcana spokesperson, and I'm here to talk to you about our newest campaign. Uh, Libris Arcana is running for president, and I'm here to tell you about our new and up-and-coming policies. Number one, government-mandated dice. Right to your door every month. Is it free? Nope, but with code STUPID20 at, dis at checkout, you sure do get a discount on it. Uh, now... Secretary of State Alexander James, take it away. What are some other policies that are up and coming here? Thank you so much for uh, asking, Gary. It's it's great that you throw it to me. Uh, another thing that Libras Arcana is enacting is, in addition to the sort of like you pay dice for your door subscription, we are going to offer that that subscription can be canceled at any time for free. If you want just the one set of really badass Libras Arcana dice that you see that are dropping in a particular month, you can you can sign up for the subscription, get that one set, and then cancel. And there's no fees. There's no hidden charges. You don't have to talk to an actual person. You can just cancel, and it's perfectly fine. And you just get that one set of dice uh, delivered straight to your door. In addition to that, we are going to be giving every public school teacher a 4,000% raise sort of day one, and we're going to slash the Department of Defense budget by about 50%, sort of like generally speaking. Um, now, and to for talk good about... Measure, please. Oh, I'm so, so, uh, yeah, for good measure, we are raising the rent of single mothers by 600%. And to talk more about raising the rent of single mothers by 600%, specifically how it pertains to Libras Arcana Dice, I'm going to throw it to uh, the future Pentagon chief, five-star general, Anthony LaFauci. Anthony? You want me to talk about why we're raising <laughs> the rent? On for single, single mothers specifically. For single mothers specifically. Thanks to Libras Arcana. So, so here's the thing. It was my fault. You can blame me. Um, <laughs> I unfortunately rolled a solid one. They were like, Anthony, if you, you roll this D20, if you roll a 20, they have to pay no money. You roll one, it might go bad. Now, I, I unfortunately wasn't using Libras Arcana dice. That was my mistake. Uh, so in order to you know rectify that. Yeah, I, it was, it was, well, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I asked him to roll a dice for how high we would raise the rent of single mothers. And I was like, just roll this D20 and, you know, we'll either raise it by 1% or 20%. And he rolled a 600. I, I have never seen anything like it before crazy, in my life. Uh, 
Now to talk now, to an issue near and dear to her heart, uh, we're actually going to go to uh, future White House correspondent uh, Diana, and she's going to talk about how she rolled for the Old Dogs to a Good Home project uh, that she rolled on the Libra Sarcana dice. Diana, do you want to talk about the Old Dogs to a New Home project? Yeah, so so amazing thing. It was only a, a D20, but somehow I rolled 100. So, Crazy. I mean, that's that's every dog that needs a home gets gets a home. Thanks, thanks to Libra Sarcana. We're hoping that'll offset the whole raising the rents on the single mother that's actually how we're subsidizing the program but it's like buried you know how like in bills it's like buried underneath all this other stuff it's like buried in there that that's how we're affording it because i like dogs more than children i also like libra sarcana stupid 20 uh to step outside the bit briefly you can go to librasarcana.com use our exclusive discount code stupid 20 for 20 percent off anything site-wide that's in including the monthly dice sets the hand cast resin die sets that they have, the metallic die sets, and the D&D based accessories. Levers Arcana truly has a really great range of products that they're delivering and making just for you in the community. So go check it out, LibrasArcana.com. Use our exclusive discount code STUPID20. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it down to, to Gary, the official spokesperson of Libras Arcana for president, to, to take us out. Gary? Stepping back into the bit here, commit voter fraud, vote for Libras Arcana. Done. We're out. Everybody has peed and feels refreshed, and Diana is just lying to you. Diana needs to chew five gum, and then she would feel refreshed. How it feels to chew five gum. Okay, so. How it gum to five feel chew. What? I'm having a stroke. I was just about to ask, like, can you you smile? Can you hold your arms out? (laughs) What's happening to everyone today? I got too high trying to unclog my thing. My thing. All right. That's In what's the happening trade to me. Ward. I don't know what everybody else is listening to. In the trade ward, walking down the streets that I said earlier that I definitely remember right now, Lord. you see a shop on the corner with a large brass key hanging with, uh, from cast iron <clears throat> chains over a glass door. There are a number of accolade stickers on the windows beside the door. Very current, which is a thing that not a lot of people think of. When you brag about your restaurant and you put a sticker in the window that says Best Restaurant 2017, guess what, bud? It's 2023 now. That was five years ago. Keep your stickers up to date. Uh, I hate to Maybe disagree. they weren't the best restaurant disagree. ever again. In a game called Apex Legends, I have a sticker on my profile that says season three wins one, and it's currently season like 32, and it just keeps getting funnier. Funnier? Yes, but nobody's buying dinner on your Apex Legends profile. Fair point. I, I just assumed they weren't best restaurant 2018, 19, 20, or any other year. They, like, they peaked in 2017, and that happens sometimes. Honestly, me too. But they... <laughs> But this, this key shop did not peak in 2017. They peaked this year and then last year and then the year before that. The accolades lining this window are bountiful. Bountiful and very well kept. Who's going in first? Gareth, Gareth going in first. All right. First. Yeah, Gareth, you, yeah, you open the door and a, a Mary Bell ching, 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 ching a, 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 are you having a stroke? What's happening? Remember that TikTok you were talking about of me beefing that sentence real hard? 
that's an offensive term. It, I know, like, like, beefing. How would you feel if I said you completely human meated it? Confused, mostly. Gareth, you walk in the store and a bell chimes over the front door. The inside of this store is well kept and minimalist. There are a number of white tables, very <clears throat> well kept. The floor is swept and there is a counter on one end that looks like an Apple smart bar. There's almost nothing on it except for a human teenager in a bright red shirt that says, Hey, what's going on? The shirt says that? How, how does no, the, the human says that? Oh, okay. Where? Oh, come on. The shirt <laughs> says, you know what? The shirt, the shirt says, funky hey, what's voice. going on? The shirt says, like hey, parentheses, what's going on? Funky vo- hey. Hey. The shirt's actually the employee. Um, and the guy's just wearing it's you know what? Yeah, it's a there is a plastic teenage mannequin standing behind the desk, <laughs> and Gareth, a shirt opens its cloth mouth and says, Hey, what's going on? So much better. Um Yeah, we are uh I think that we fuck, hold on. What was the name of the person? Lena. It was like Lena Lana Del Rey. Umar. We're looking for uh, Lana Del Rey, the key maker. Hey, what's going on, Lena? I know that you were a member of our community NPC name pool, and you did a lot of effort to tweet at the show and tag us in a couple of posts. So what Gareth has got going on here has nothing to do with you personally. He actually really appreciates you watching the show, and he's just a fuck up. Hey, I'm not. Man, fuck you. (laughs) The shirt says, Welcome to Lena Umar's famous key shop. What can I get going for you? Do you got a fob that you need? So is the, is the shirt is the shirt saying this like out yes, loud, is or is like the text shirt. on the shirt changing? You know what? There's a mouth at the at the navel of the shirt that moves, sort of like sorting hat style. Fuck J.K. Rowling. But then there is also like a scrolling bar of text over the top that is oh, like subtitles. live subtitles. Ooh, Great. like Star of the Star Wars text. Yeah. Nice. It's okay, just, I'm really like into this shirt the shirt now. Words. It's it's goddamn <laughs> Okay, anyway, or actually no, it's vomiting the mouth. That's way funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Um, so I'm looking for the keymaker, Lana Del Rey. Ah, you want an audience with Lino Marvel? You're gonna need to produce something pretty spectacular to talk to the tradesmith herself. They don't. They, she doesn't give her give her presence around for nothing. Uh, do you have a custom uh, job right. that you need done? You got a fat pocket of gold in that busted ass jacket that you're wearing? We just had a question. You know what? I, I pull out my pocket of gold. Yes, but that's not yours. Fair enough. Um, we just had a question for her, actually. Yeah, we we have. I'm trying to. I don't want to say like we have a key because like, we definitely didn't buy it. Uh, so. I think the mouth addresses Mel and says, it better be an interesting question. She doesn't really go for any of that boring You know, it shit. is an interesting question. It's definitely an interesting question. Um, I can't share it with Super you, though. It's, like, specific for her. You're going to have to give me a little of the juice to go and get her. Do you want, like, apple juice? You want one of us to wear you? Is this, like, a, are, you, <laughs> are you coming on to us? What is happening? You know what? Yeah, Slim Jim, come on over here and throw me over them bones. I, I do it. <laughs> like I, I, I do and then it. they like fuck. I, I consent immediately. <laughs> like, all right. 
The shirt Arnold, is your new best friend. Arnold, you I throw this shirt, shirt on and it like weirdly like loosens and tightens in all the right spots to fit you okay. perfectly. Okay, I love that. And then it says, Arnold, that looks amazing on you. It says, wow, 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 flesh puppet. You got some good motor activity here. Let's go check it out. And he sort of like, like toy soldiers <laughs> you across the, across the shop it. floor a little bit. I'm horrified. This is terrifying. It's the best. Gareth is enamored. enamored. Make him do a flip. <laughs> you see this shirt like windmills Arnold's arms because it, all it can do is control the sleeves and the waist. It can't make him walk anywhere. <laughs> and then this cloth mouth ripples. And Mel, actually for a split second, you see cloth teeth buried way back in the fabric as it smiles yes. at a grin and says, hey, let's go talk to Lena. This is pretty cool. And Arnold Great leads idea. the way into the back. I like to think that the shirt tickles whenever it talks, so Arnold just like giggles. <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> All right, so Arnold rocking the magic shirt leads the way into the back. There's a small door that leads behind the desk, and then there's another door behind the desk that leads into the back. The back of Lena Ulmar's Enchanted Key Shop is the polar opposite of the front. No part of it is minimalist, no part of it is clean, and there is definitely not an Apple Smart Bar. The but there is walls... a sentient pair of pants. <laughs> There's a sentient pair <laughs> of boxer shorts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the walls of this shop in the back of the store are 12 to 15 feet tall and covered with every form and fashion of key you've ever imagined in your life. There are long brass ones and tiny silver ones and big gold ones with gleaming rubies in the handle. There are countless plain bronze one that the average water DPN would use to open up their homes. There are keys with custom handles and custom teeth, and there are keys and a whole swath of wall with runes. And in the middle of this shop is a table with a tiny hammer and chisel and an enchanting table, clearly meant to like carve enchanted runes onto a key. And spinning from the back wall, which is outlaid with books and pages on shelves, pages held by mugs and uh, clear crystal goblets and, you know, bits of crockery. A woman spins to you. Her face is round and smiling. There are a set of deep imprinted goggles pressed deep into her face so that it pushes her eyes outward to look a little bit bulging. And she's wearing an apron that looks to be of hardy canvas. And she's holding six keys in one hand and two screwdrivers in the other somehow. And she turns and she says, oh, well, 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 what's this? What's this? What's this? A little, little surprise, a little group, a little what's going on here. Hello, Sebastian. Who have you brought me? Oh, shit. It's the shirt. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Shirt. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's, that's you, bro. Yeah, that's oh. me. That's me. That's me. I'm talking so to myself like, oh, again. Oh, name is Sebastian? Nice. <laughs> Hey, buddy, don't get surprised. That's me. And then the shirt tickles you under the ribs a little bit. Uh, hey, Lena, these guys have a sweet question. And then one of them said that they could, that I could wear them as a meat puppet. So I said it was <laughs> worth it to come back here. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to ambulate this guy around the shop and do some weird shit. You don't mind yourself none. I'm going to watch the shop. Arnold, you're going to spend the rest of this encounter sort of pacing around the room, making yipping noises and windmilling your arms randomly. I was going to do that anyway, so here we are. Nice. <laughs> but he can't control the walking, right? Arnold's just doing that. Arnold is controlling the walking, but I like to think that Arnold goes with it a little bit. I would go with oh, it. Oh, he absolutely would. Play it up, yeah. 
Check. All right. Can I uh, keep one ear on the on the conversation? Of course. Yeah. Let's say you move around the shop. Uh, but Mel, Mel, and Tess, step into the spotlight. I want you two to run this one for me. Um, I think Tess would be like, I love, I love this whole place. I love your whole vibe. I love, I like this so much better than that clean, sterile bullshit. Um, I like this key here. I like the red ruby, but I like that what you did with this one over here with the engraving and the green. And she's just like touching them all. Darling, please don't touch. Don't, don't, don't be touching those keys. A lot of them are very dangerous. They do some stuff that you would not believe if you saw it with your own eyeballs. I do agree with you, though, that the front of the shop is not exactly as I would have it. That was Sebastian's idea. It was a little bit different before he. I brought him on to help me with the front of the shop. He said it would appeal to the youthful generation, and I said it's fine as long as it keeps me keeps me in the money, keeps me making all those sweet coins, and helps me in the back making these dope ass keys. But what uh, what question do you have? What can I do for you? Is it about a okay. key? I love a key. It is about a key. You'll a key. never um, believe this, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have seek uh, suck the out. Seek uh, the out. Oh, great key boy, master. Oh, my dear boy, you've sucked me out in Pride Month nonetheless. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, exit. Get it out. Out of the video. <laughs> On. Um, um, we were told yes. that you were the person to see about this particular key that we found we just we just don't know anything about it at all um, and we're curious well yeah have you ever seen a key that had like a windmill thingy um where the where the teeth are supposed to be the part that goes in the lock and then, and then it twists but it's like a windmill but it's not ah, spinning the bell the bell part of the key yes of course i've never i've never uh perhaps divulged information about a key that I've made, but um, I have made several with custom sort of insets and outlays uh, that have been various blades. Might I see it perhaps? Yes, um, but it comes with my head. So I hope you're fine with that. And then she kind of just like plops her head on the table, but she forgets to take the key out. Sure. So, so you just like just slide her your head sideways on the table, like a wet flap of flesh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Key. She's like, here. And she's like, Face pumps the table, but she doesn't take the key out. Mel's right. gonna like just lean over and like kind of slide the key out. And <laughs> it's just like, like, like a so much. Yeah, like, yeah, here. Like don't right. don't mind her. Uh, Lena, she's just like this. Lena picks up the key in one hand, and Mel, it's a very cursory inspection as she looks at it and says, mm, "Yes, <clears throat> this is very familiar to me. A de most delicious morsel made out of 24 karat gold uh, inscribed with some um, very special markings. And then of course, customer requested the, the custom bell at the front with the, the windmill blades. And then there's a little surprise in the handle. Where did, you, uh, where did you come across this? This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to make it. I was very excited to make it. I found it on the ground. No, 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 no. Beggars can't be choosers, huh? Well, fortune favors the bold milady, and uh, you are the proud owner of this key. Well done, well done, well done. I guess finders keepers, but yeah. Yeah, you're very close to my face right now. She whispers in your ear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Do you, do you know what the key is for? Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, yes, of course. I remember every key that I've ever made. First of all, jealous of your memory. Are you going to tell us? Um, secondly, oh, no. what was the second key you ever made? The second key I ever made was for my youngest brother, Everton. Uh, it was to his to 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 toy chest when he was just a babe, just a lad, just a wee scoundrel of a thing. He kept losing his toys, so I built a lock to lock his toys from him so that he wouldn't lose them. But then did he lose the lock? 
No, he lost the key almost immediately. Yeah, but it was a delightful right, thing. I made, I made it out of uh, sticks and bits of twine and ivory that I stole from my father's desk. Okay, so wait, she's what? not going to tell us where the key. I mean, she really hasn't told us shit. Arnold, as you're ambulating through this shop, you notice a couple of details. Okay. Not only are the walls murdered with keys all the way up, but as you are sort of randomly windmilling and slapping swaths of these keys to the bright wind chime sound filling the shop. Is he you allowed notice, to touch them? You notice there are... He doesn't touch it with his mouth. I work here. You notice there are cubbies hidden in the walls behind some of these keys, stashed random pockmarks through these walls so that the average person standing in the middle wouldn't be able to see them. But as you as you chime a vast swath of keys, you notice that there are a secret a section of small locked doors hidden in the walls behind these curtains of keys. Okay. Um. So can I? So I want to say to uh, Lena, say like, okay, well, you know all about these keys. What is the key to getting you to give us the information about this particular key? Ah. Nice. Why didn't we think of that before? Well, no, I'm sure you, I'm sure you have to appreciate my position, right? I, I'm, I am a very, very important craftsman in the city. I am. I hope you uh, can appreciate my position. I say, as I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> as your fucking pure wedding like a ballet dancer through this shop <laughs> she says i am entrusted with uh hundreds and hundreds of people's homes and private possessions not their privates their private possessions uh and and the secrets that they have in their day-to-day -day lives i am if you will very instilled in the precious moments that all of these people keep locked away keep locked away from daylight it would be unbecoming of me to betray my name and my trade for the average person that came in here and asked for it. But I'm not an average person. How are you? I'm a uh, cow. Can I try to an persuade An average you? cow. <laughs> Arnold, wow. I, wow. Somebody has to be the, the, the hater. I'm a slightly above average Are cow. you calling her mediocre? Oh, those were like that. <sighs> oh, fantastic. All right, this yeah. Best day Arnold, ever. you gonna roll persuasion? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. All right, well, uh, before you roll it, tell me what your angle is, and then roll. Okay, I'm not looking. Um, essentially, I want to, I, I want to just completely come clean with her and just tell mm -hmm. her that we are on. We're trying to help out um, all these people. We have these friends who are looking for this thing, and we think the key is related to that somehow. We're not sure exactly how. I'm just gonna be. I'm not going to lie at all. There's no deception involved. It's just going to be persuading her based on like, just like, listen, we are adventurers. We're trying our best. We did come across this key in, 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 a, um, I don't know, in, in an honest way. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we discovered mm -hmm. it. We didn't steal it from anyone or hurt anyone to get it. In a, in a, not, an in a honest and non larcenous way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can. All right. We definitely didn't eat anyone. Is the thing. Didn't eat anyone. Yeah. Before Arnold looks at his result, does anybody else want to help with this role? Because it's. I'm going to be real. As the DM above table, that's a bad plan. <laughs> I got. Yeah, I mean, we don't usually go with the truth. Yeah. That's... I mean, we uh, can see what. Let's see. Arnold, yeah. Arnold, show me what you rolled. Maybe, maybe we get there together. Oh shit. Yeah. All right. Oh my god. 23. Noise. Fuck. Mm. Wow. That's quite good. Yeah. All right. 
Lena Ulmar hesitates just for a second. There is a scraping sound as she almost unconsciously rubs these the the six keys that she's holding in one hand. She sort of like pushes them up through her knuckles like Wolverine claws, and then bra- uh, rakes them against like the table as like a just sort of like an unconscious gesture. And she threat. almost softly says to herself, "That's a that's a compelling argument. I can understand. I can see. I can see where you're coming from. People have secrets. People lose secrets. People need help finding their secrets." But you are simply people off the street. If you were, I, I can't trust you because I don't know you. If you were tied perhaps to an organization, to some sort of form or factor of, of body of people that I do trust, are you, are, are you members of the city watch perhaps? Are you, are you members of the Harpers? Are you, do you have any sort of claim to an organization that I can, that I can lean towards? Because it's just random people off the street. You have to understand. Have you heard? About the ghost mafia. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Arnold immediately so... jumps in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. We don't talk about the first rule of ghost mafia is we don't talk about ghost mafia. Um no, that's fight club. Ah oh, fuck. <laughs> we both ruined it. <laughs> so no, but so um so Arnold says, Oh, I am in fact a very secretive spy uh related to the Harpers. Um, I'm not supposed to say that aloud, but since you asked and you seem nice and you, I want you to know, yes, I am a spy along with my other friends. We don't have uniforms yet. I'm working on it. You are also pretty decently connected to the city watch. Are we not? This is above table. I'm trying to remember. You have had interactions with Captain Rain of the City Watch, so you could name drop Captain Rain and Watchman Adam. Perhaps this is in one of their purviews. You also know a handful of other City Watch captains by name and reputation only, but she looks immediately at you, Arnold, and says, oh, the Harpers, the Harpers, the Harpers. You do, you, you do say the Harpers. Now, you, you wouldn't be lying to Alina, would you? No, actually, we uh, saved uh, Miss Haventree recently, and we... What did you say, Mel? I'm sorry? I said, no, this is the truth for the first time, but that was just Diana talking now. Oh, word, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Lena's eyes light up. And she says, okay, 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 okay. Yes, 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 yes. Now I can tell you. Now that I understand that you are part of the Harpers, you are uh, supporting truth, justice, and the Water Davian way, I can tell you. Mm, One second. She leaps to the wall and starts rifling through these curtains of keys, pulling uh, cubbies open, helter-skelter, um, just like you did, Arnold, when you were swiping your hands across these walls, she moves huge swaths of keys to get to the cubbies underneath, and soon the inside of this enchanted key shop looks like a helter-skelter alchemist shop as she opens dozens of these tiny cubbies, revealing pieces of parchment folded and in envelopes and bound with rubber bands and tied with bits of twine. Uh, Tess, give me a perception check, please. Oh. One second. I rolled the big boy, right? Big boy. I have 13. Okay. As Lena throws her whole arm and elbow into a cupboard to pull out a single index paper of scribbled handwritten information, her hand brushes against a set of keys that sound different than every than everything else in the story you've heard. And she Can I smell them. 
you can go up to them and smell them if you like. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, is, is it far from me? Can I just move my head? I over? mean, this, this shop is not very big. It's maybe like 10 feet <laughs> wide. So you just go up and just yeah. like stick your nose up against some keys. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to stick my whole, my, my whole head in someone else's drawer. All right. Yeah. You get in there and you smell evergreen grass and Kentucky bluegrass and the smell of a vegan barbecue on a warm summer's day. And you smell home. Holy fuck. Okay. Um, I think Tessa's just frozen for a second. I think she's just like, what the fuck? Um, and then she like sits up bolt right, like upright and she just snatches the keys. She's like, I think these are mine. Are these mine? Guys, I think these are mine. Lena you goes guys know? Up, are these Le mine? Lena goes up to Arnold and almost eagerly presses this index paper into your hand and says, this is the one, this is the one, this is the, this is the, the key to the key. <laughs> Little industry joke, sorry. This is the name of the person who fashioned that key. It was, an, it was a unique job. I remember it very well. The runes at the top uh, bearing to the family name of the person who commissioned the key and then the, the blade or the bow of the key relating, of course, to where this person lived. You are looking for a Mr. Mr. Kibbins, Mr. Gnome Kibbins. His name is Gnome. Gnome Kibbins. <clears throat> this, of course, is very secret. You're... If you tell anybody I told you, I will actually have to have you murdered by the law. So, very secret, very hush-hush. But, Gnome Kibbins, and then, of course, and she gives you she, she gives you a rough area of the city where the where this house is, Arnold. I think it's, like, southeast, but I, have to ch I haven't checked the map. Um, but, cutting over to Tess... You are asking if these are yours? Yes. Okay. Um, I think Lena turns to you and behind her goggles pressed into her head that make her eyes huge, her eyes go wide and they cover almost her whole head like that, that one character from the new Star Wars that was kind of, the movie was bad, but the character was enjoyable. You know the one I'm talking about? No. The character with big, big eyes? It doesn't matter. Her eyes go wide. And she says, mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I, where did you, I didn't, you weren't supposed to touch those. Ooh, naughty girl. Um, those are um, a special delivery that I um, have gotten to handed to me. Dude, where did you get these from? Uh, like, they, you could they, think of special delivery. Where'd you deliver them to yourself from? They were, they were delivered to me via courier and they were dropped onto my doorstep. Okay. Okay. So Amazon. Um, <laughs> Fantasy Amazon, actually. Fantasy, Fantasy Amazon. Bezos. Yeah. Ch Jeff Tezos. Still, no, no, it's Amazon. still owned and ran by Jeff Bezos. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Even in real Jesus life, land. actual Jeff Bezos. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Alex, uh, is this one key or multiple keys? I think it's one key on a key ring oh. with several charms. Several charms. Okay. Can I look up? The keys? Yeah, I, absolutely. Can I describe what I see? Where, the, key, the key looks like it was carved from old pine wood. It's weathered and aged and looks like it was left out in the sun and the rain and the elements, but not in a bad way. It's just added character to this key. There are words printed into the wood, deep cut like they were hand carved and not pressed by some cold, heartless machine, but somebody took the time and effort to 
put language and song into this key. And the charms similarly are carved from wood and fashioned from grass and made from stones that have been smoothed out by river water and attached by very carefully placed brass rings so that they don't puncture these nice pieces of nature and wild, but in fashion them to be a never ending chain attached to this key and not something that's bound by it. Okay. Um, I, I think it's fantasy pine. Cause my first thought is pines are really shitty wood. And it was yeah, like but, it, no, but, it's, but it's, but it's fantasy pine. It was really, really strong it's and fan- good for key fantasy pine. So it's very, yeah. Uh, it's very good wood. Real hard. Um, <laughs> I think, I think uh, she just, I, I, this is, I think these are mine. These are mine. All of these charms. I, I, these are, these are my keys. Um, you seem like the sort of person that would want to make sure keys went back to their rightful owner. I don't know where you got these from, but I, I, I think I mean, these uh, are my keys. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure that you couldn't. Um, we are, we are not guilty of, of theft, of theft here. Uh, this is a, this is an honorable shop. If if you say those keys are yours and you are accusing me of theft, uh, then you can um, just take them, just take them, and that's and that's fine. And then never, I, I don't want to ever see your face or these accusations ever again. Can I look at? Can I look around and see if there are any like fancy looking keys and be like, those belong to my friend Garrett. You know, like, Garrett. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are Garrett. Almost certain. Um. Yeah, Arnold, you can. There's, I think she gives you like a beat to shit steel key. All right. That's got, it looks like it was carved from like a fucking kitchen prep table. <laughs> Great. It has uh, leftover game on it. I get it. Stainless steel. Yeah, really, yeah, really good steel. That's all the information that you can get from uh, Lena Umar. You walk out of the shop. Arnold, Wait, Arnold think, takes Sebastian off. I think Arnold Sebastian stops at the, at the, set at the door and like throws your arms out so that you can't walk out and says, well, I'm sorry, bud, but this is the end of the line for you and me. I've enjoyed my fleshy ride, but you're going to have to put me back running. on the mannequin. This is a kidnapping. <laughs> this is a shirt napping. Kidnapping. You got to take him off and put him back over the plastic mannequin, Arnold. Yeah, so I, I, I take him off. I put him back and I, I, I thank him and I say like, that was fun. Like, I'll come back. Like, I, it's nice to meet you. I put all my friends like names on my back. Like, I, I, it's nice, you know, it's nice to ha- put a name to a shirt face. Um, I hope you don't mind. It's not, it's not a creepy thing. It's just a thing I do. Put everyone's name on my, 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 my body. Uh, if you want to do it, to, if you want to make a shirt of me, that would be cool too. No one's ever done that. No big deal. Just saying you don't have to. No obligations here. But uh, you're my best friend now and I'll see you later. I'll speak Arnold, to, did you I'll say that our to... names are on your body? Oh yeah, Arnold canonically has names and faces tattooed all over his body. Yeah, it's all kinds of stuff. It's names, faces, things that remind me of people. All his best friends, but then ones that turned friends. out not to be best friends just have like a big X over them yeah. and like they've been like a blacked sad out, sad face. Yeah, scribble. Um, Arnold, he says, uh, "I'll speak to the hel- the elders of my village, and we're gonna get a a, a series of T-shirts printed just for you." You're my best. You're my best friend. I love this so much. Thank you. And I so All right. As my main man, Lynn Manuel Miranda said, it's time to tell the story of tonight. You guys leave the shop. Um, it is a balmy summer evening. The light is just starting to go down over Mount Waterdeep. People are walking through the city streets, going to parties and going to picnics and lighting the the torches on top of the streetlights and you all stand out in the street next to an alleyway and it is quiet and lovely 
What are you doing next? I think Tess is kind of trailing behind everyone else. I think kind of just, she's looking at something, she's just looking at like the key and then also like a napkin in her hand. Um, and just like kind a, of just like-, like a used in her, napkin? It doesn't, yeah. All right. <laughs> she just has right. a used napkin. She keeps them in her pocket in case someone sneezes and needs a tissue. But it's disgusting. Napkins. You can offer people used napkins as tissues? <laughs> Please. Like, this has just got a little bit of mac and cheese and sangria on it. I'm really, here you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, but the other, this corner's clean. I mean, um, would you, here's the thing. Would you rather have a used napkin for a tissue or a used tissue for a napkin? Used napkin for a tissue, for sure. Okay. Sorry, so, I interrupted. Thank you for proving my point, Gareth, which I'm sure that's what you were trying to do. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Tess is like kind of like zoned out in her own, own world. I think Mel would probably notice that Tess was a little zombie because I, I was like a little suspect like as soon as she asked like are, are these mine um, Mel was thinking how she like had the other key like super on her neck and then mm -hmm. she was like oh shit she literally lost her keys like literally lost her keys Um, and I think she's kind of got maybe like a little bit of a sinking feeling now that she's found her keys that that um Maybe that's what she was looking for the whole time. Um, so I'm going to cut really quick. I'm going to cut away from Mel having this realization and I'm going to go to something we've never done before, but I'm going to introduce a flashback into the game. And I'm going to flashback to Tess Tickles and Greg the Lobster sitting in her room at Troll Skull Tavern. It's late at night. There's a fire dying down in the fireplace. And Greg the Lobster is talking earnestly to Tess and says in his very serious character voice that is great for delivering dramatic monologues. Now, the thing that you've got to remember is they obey, they obey the Abolith to the nth degree. Now, they, they're, they're, they, they don't think for themselves. They don't rationalize. They only do what they're told. And this, this Abolith, it's, it's the worst thing you've ever heard of. And if it if it is moving between planes and if it is sliding between worlds, it's it's the end of everything, Tess. Tess and I, I think Tess is, has a napkin and she's like, spell abolith again. So and it's A-B-O-L-E-T-H, but I think you do you remember it was like your second episode, but you remember that dipshit that got himself murdered? Arond Growlhund, when he was met blabbering on about stuff that I suspect he shouldn't have been blabbering on about, and then that guy, Erstel Floxen, murked him? Yes. I, I think that he was on to something, and I think that this Abolith has got a name, and I think that the, that the Stone of Galore has something to do with this Abolith, and the Abolith is controlling the Chul, and that's what's going through your and my world and killing all of our families. I think Tess is like they're sitting up. They're currently sitting like a pile of hay by the fire, and she's sure, kind of just yeah, like absolutely. fidgeting with hay. Not a fire hazard like, at all, because this is a fantasy. World. No, not at all. It's absolutely fine. Uh, I think she's like just like play, like just like fidgeting with the hay and just like throwing bits of it in the fire. Uh, she's like, okay, okay. Is that all I need to know? Is there anything else? Is there anything else that you know that I need to know about this? If you, if you, I you. I want to help you because I said I would, and a member of the Junior Shellfish Detective Agency always does what he says he's going to do, and they don't give that jizz a badge out for nothing. But don't go after the Abolith alone. That's the most evil thing you've ever encountered. 
you can you 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 can fuck up the chul. They're just dumb shellfish monsters, right? You kick them in their in their parts, and then they'll explode, and that's great. Sort of like the the clay monsters from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But don't go after the Abolith alone. You need a group to do it. You need friends. Okay, okay. Um, I could at least bring a cow with me, so I could probably do that. I don't really want to get anyone else involved, but all right, okay. And that's the end I'm of the flashback. Just... That's all that Greg told you. Get it, get it. Um, flashback to current. What's everyone else doing? So Flash I'm forward. like, Arnold would be sketching the name Sebastian in the way that he would like, you know, have it tattooed on himself with like a little picture <laughs> of a t-shirt. You know, just like he's sketching it. And like, he kind of like, and, and like, unfortunately, Arnold isn't as, you know, uh, aware of Tess's, you know, what, what's going on with Tess. So he kind of just kind of shows Tess like, Tess, like, hey, what do you, do you, do you, does this look good? Would this look good back here? Or like here, what, what do you think? Like, what do you, and I kind of like try to get Tess's opinion on my- I think, I think Tess like snaps back to attention. She kind of like shakes her head a little bit and she's like, oh, oh, this is a tramp stamp tattoo, 1000%. It will look so good and you get it with like a little bit of red ink. Like oh, it will look yes. so good. Yeah, that yeah, sounds, yeah. That's so great. So like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, hang on, I'm gonna write that down. Tramp stamp, is that the one? What, wait, tramp stamp, is that like down in this region? And like, kind of like. Honestly, <laughs> any region can be a tramp stamp if it's trampy enough. So yeah, go. Oh, true. Go with your heart. So I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, speaking of tramping though, um, like I, I don't want to overstep, but we've been friends for like several days now. And I... <laughs> I, I have I have been having trouble designing your tattoo because I and like no offense like I love it but I can't decide if I want to do like the cow thing if I want to do like the you know the, the the humanoid thing and I was like I but I do have a cool really cool idea of if 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 you'll if you'll kind of entertain this for a second I kind of want to outline your hand and also a hoof together. So like a hand inside of a hoof. Like or a hoof inside of a hand, whichever. I'm not sure what. What side do I get? my hoof inside the palm of your hand no, it's, not so that it's like we're hand. holding hands oh i like that too okay so and so okay. i asked like would you mind if i traced your hoof because i want to get it right okay i'm a person right now so i guess i have to be a cow <laughs> um this turns into a cow but she's still wearing the necklace so it's like choking her because it's like way too tight she's like okay yeah. oh, she's like, I, do I, it I, quick do it quick i think at one point we discuss what happens when i transform but i don't remember so dear listeners you better remember because you're a fan you better this is a threat right this is a threat this is a threat from us to you dear listener if you don't remember fuck you if you don't remember i don't either so so i do it quickly i I quick i'm like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm doing my best i have to okay and i get it all right arnold as you are as you are sketching this hoof from a uh strangling cow you are struck with a moment of like sad, sad. Like it's a sad moment because you also, I think clocked the fact that Tess found her keys. And I think there's a part of you that knows what that means. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I like to think that Josh patch has just kind of picked up on sort of how Tess is like, you know, like how dogs are kind of like, and pass they just sort of know when you're sick or sad or whatever and i feel like josh pat's kind of sad and he's sort of like you know like standing like like standing up against her leg and want like he doesn't want her to go he wants her to pick up pick him up and 
put him on on her back and you know he's got a little bit of the whimpers like he just i think i think when tess turns into a cow and starts strangling josh pat doesn't (laughs) care about the strangling part and he starts like he reaches up and starts patting her leg and like whining to like because he wants to go up because like yeah yeah, i think tess would uppies uppies while yeah, you're stra- I think while Tess you're strangling Tess, you're gonna hug yeah. this dog. No, while I'm strangling, like, okay, well, hold on. I can hold my breath apparently for an hour and a half That's at a true. time. That's true. That's true. So she just throws him on her back. All right. Uh Josh Pat lies down on your back and scoots oh. forward as far as he can so that his uh snout is like right behind your ear. Okay. He kind of whimpers a little. Yeah. You know, someone could just cut this fucking key off my neck it, it, right? you know at some point like like especially with jp being i read like mel would look over and see that that was happening and be in like yeah she would definitely just like cut the fucking thing before sure, you all right yeah key falls off test you're no longer strangling oh, amazing oh thank you i was uh i was getting choked there and not in a good way so yeah um so i guess mel's just gonna hang on to that key okay I think so. Um, yeah, I think, okay. So I think Tess in cow form is now just sobbing, like very obviously just sure. sobbing. And it's like between hiccups and it's like, guys, I don't, I know that you guys can't tell, um, but I think I have to leave. Um, I've been really subtle about it. I'm very <laughs> I played it so cool, you guys. I played it really cool, but I actually found my keys back there. They belonged to me. Uh, I know, I know, it wasn't very obvious, but um, yeah, I think I have to go. I, I think I have to bring everything that I've learned about the tool about the shellfish people who were murdering my people. I think I need to bring that back to them, and I haven't been able to get back to the Fey world, but this key opens the door to the fey world and also my apartment and i think all my plants have died because i haven't watered them in a really long time um but maybe, maybe they're fine um they're probably but, fine but they're, prob- they're probably fine uh, and uh i think on her on her little on her little napkin she, she just she like pulls it out and she's just like i wrote a really quick goodbye note to you all she did <laughs> This is really. This is uh, either the sweetest thing I've ever heard, or I'm about to be so mad at you, Jess, and I'm I'm terrified. It's a little bit of everything. All right, cool, Maybe. cool, cool. Maybe, cool, cool. uh, Arnold, uh, my BFF, which is Bard friend forever. Um, thank you for being the only one who tried to save me uh, after I was underwater <laughs> for one and a half hours. Um, it's been so great seeing you become a man of the flavor, and I hope. Continue to um, eat humans. <laughs> Love that for you. Uh, so empowering. <laughs> bless, bless. What a great commencement speech. <laughs> uh, Gareth, thank you for letting me be part of a kind of sort of stealth mission as a fake horse. Uh, because I know that you came to realize that every stealth mission is better with a cow. And we know that's true. And that's fact. And it can't be changed. Um, Mel, thank you for accepting me so quickly. And for being my fellow animal fact expert, uh, please think of me every time someone pees on you. So, hopefully often. 
Um, Alex, the DM, third wall. Uh, fourth what are you wall? just? What are you just shouting at the sky now? You look ridiculous. <laughs> she stares up at the sky and then she's like shaking her fist. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why have you? Shaking Why have you forsaken me? <laughs> Uh, Alex, the DM for being the glue holding this cow together despite my bad puns and utter chaos. Uh, and he never once steered me wrong. Um, so yeah, I, I love you guys. I think she opens up the door now and you can see fey shit, trees, butterflies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really quick, that... really quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in here, Jess. Oh, yeah, Test, yeah, Tess Tickles reaches this key out and unlocks it in the middle of the air and hissing into life in the air of this dank alleyway on this beautiful water deep summer night, you all see a doorway open into an enchanted forest where the trees soar 50, 60, 100 feet into the air and beneath them is enough space for several tents. There's no underbrush, there's no fallen leaves, there's no decay, everything looks fresh and lush like a perfect summer day and there are bees buzzing merrily through the meadows and there are clumps of wildflowers strewn all over the all over the ground and it smells immortal somehow it smells like a perfect day caught in a bubble of time i think the cow test or did you change back Guess I'm a cow so that Josh P can still be on my back. Well, that's why I was going to, like, if you change back, like, he would have gotten off your back, but, um... Yeah, so I think she stayed in cow. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Nice, 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 nice. Stay yeah. in care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cow hat, cow hat, dear listeners. Um, yeah, okay, well, I love you guys. Um, I've always been, like, the odd one out. I don't know, I didn't know if this might come as a shock, but, um, I was kind of a weirdo at home, too. Um, and... I was always picked last, you know, for recess. Um, I was homeschooled, but I didn't pick myself. Um, and I've never really Based. belonged anywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, I love you group of misfits. So it's the first time in a long time I've been welcomed anywhere. So love you guys. And I think she just gives everyone a big hug. Um, and like just kind of squish their heads together really hard because she's cow strength right now. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Arnold dies. Arnold. Yeah, you all take actual <laughs> real life damage, and it's yeah, not. Yeah, Arnold's, a, it's not Arnold's a head pops like a melon with too many rubber bands around it. Jesus. Um, yeah, and I think she she squishes Josh Pat in your ears, and she's like, "You're a very good boy. Love you guys." Um, like lift hope, him off. Yeah, I hope I will see you again though. This isn't goodbye forever, but I have to go do. It. And, and then she still saw now blowing her disgusting giant nose into the napkin <laughs> that has all of the information she needs to know and her all goodbye right. note. Um, <laughs> Couch jumps over the moon, leaps into the portal. Okay. Uh, you all see Tess walk through this door and she walks through the trees and there's a moment where she reaches out and brushes her hand against the trunks of one of the giant towering trees. And she looks happy and she looks over her shoulder one time to make sure that you guys are okay and then as the door swings shut you see her walk into her forest and her woods and her meadows and her flowers and tess goes uh, home her apartment to her apartment where she <laughs> has her keys hell yeah <laughs> my plants all right that's it
Thank you.